Welcome to Backyard Matters, the only weekly podcast dedicated to the KCBS Backyard Competition Circuit and all things outdoor cooking. Here are your hosts, Zach Daughtry and Josh Hess. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Backyard Matters. I am Zach Daughtry of Breaking Slabs Barbecue, joined, as always, by my barbecue bestie, Mr. Josh, a.k.a. Jess Hess of Hess Hogs for what's going on today bud oh no one says jess anymore that's so 2022 you think it's a flash in the pan i think i think it's over i mean i think you know you've learned how to read the cue cards right that uh katie writes for us and uh you know Jess just isn't it's not a thing i know you guys made the shirts and the shirts went on recall already so you know i just think it's uh it's a mute point the, the shirts went down like that little submarine visiting the Titanic. That's awful, Zach. That's <laughs> awful. Hey, man. I just, I'm speaking truth. Yeah. Yeah. Vote so no what on, going on? What have you been up to? What have you been up to? Man, I, I, last weekend was so much fun. I had the opportunity to teach my first ever rib class. Now, it was not a competition class, it was just a, no, uh, you know, that. backyard rib class. And uh, we cooked yeah. on uh, Gateway Drums, and we cooked on a Rectech mm-hmm. pellet smoker, and and uh, it was a good time, you know, just to slow yeah. down and do what I, do what I love doing, and you know, teach people how to cook some okay ribs. And had a great turnout, and you know, yeah. shout out to one of our sponsor, or a couple of our sponsors, you know, Trauma Hogs. They hooked me up. Uh, Mr. Hog. Marty Plute from Twisted Steel hooked Twisted me Steel. up, and Weekend Bum hooked me up. Shout so, out uh, Kevin. Oh, and excuse me. Cordy meat put me up with some awesome ribs, some awesome ribs for the event. So uh, we were very blessed uh, with the event and I I think it went well. What about you? you? Nothing. Um, Nothing. We're in that weird, we're in that weird lull right now, you know, in between comps, you know, it's going to be a month total in between made for KC and the Cameron double, um, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Now what's going on with the Cameron thing? Isn't there something awesome going on with Cameron? Like, just so cool. So it's a Friday night rib burn, and then okay. Saturday. So Carl McBee is the organizer for 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 Cameron, and Shout so what he's Carl. doing. I think it's actually a really cool idea. It's going to be a one day double. So you're going to have chicken A and rib A turn ins at noon and twelve thirty. Then you're going to have chicken. B and rib B turn-ins at two and two thirty respectively. Okay, so you're getting wow. a double in in one day instead of a Saturday Sunday like typical, right? I think it's and that's the really first time idea. that's been done for backyard. If I understood it correctly, I don't. If, as far as I know, it may have. I I can't say that that's gospel truth that it's it's never been done. But he, I, it's one of the first ones I can think of. If 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 the actual first one that has ever been done in the Midwest, um, I like it. Um, I you know we're kind of trying to figure out our timeline because you're going to have some overlap there, especially with ribs. Like it's going to it's going your cooks are going to overlap. So we're obviously bringing all four cans, um, to do that. Uh, there's also going to be ancillaries. Uh, I know Katie's doing the dessert. And oh, I good. Think there's an. I think there's another one. I can't remember what, but dessert for sure. So yeah, that's going to be a good one. Like I said, I, I, I like the concept of that instead of, you know, staying that extra day, which 
can be really tough to do on a Sunday, especially with people having work on Monday. You just get it right. in one day. And so it's going to be on either side of the master's turn-ins because it's also a master. It's a, it's a master single. It's not a master's double. Sure. Um, it's going to be on either side of the master's turn-in. So looking forward to it. Some some good teams have, um, have signed up. Uh, today's guest, Robert Jackson, has uh, signed up for that one. I saw he was on the list for it. So you see some good friends at it at the camera comp. Yeah. That's so cool that, you know, Carl took the time to think of that. And then more importantly, instead of talking about it, I did something about it. So if you're listening, Carl, thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. And hopefully yeah. that can be something maybe that's done more in the future. Uh, for Carl, actually, uh, Carl actually gave us a shout out on tailgate guys. So he was interviewed for tailgate guys podcast a couple weeks ago. Oh, and wow. he, he shouted us out. Yeah. It was for the, for the Facebook group, not for our podcast, but for the Facebook group and, and what all we're trying to do for growing the sport of competition barbecue in the Midwest. And you know, as any that this is, this is becoming a national thing. We have people on that Facebook group from a guy joined today from Alaska. I've had, you know, I always keep track of where members are joining from and it's, it's not just Midwest anymore. We're getting guys from the South. We're getting guys from new England. Uh, we get guys from the West coast every so often. Um, it's growing yeah. by leaps and bounds about 24% every 60 days. That's that's amazing. Just that's about locked in on growth. So really awesome uh, to see that. Well, hey, speaking of locked in, what do you think? Uh, you think we jump into the top 10? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's go into chicken. Now I'm going to blow your mind, but uh, bourbon and blues still holding on mm -hmm. to that number one spot. And they're up by 90 points uh, for team of the year, followed by Red Smoke Barbecue. Number three, our good friends Furlong, Smoke, and Seafood, followed by TNS, MRC Barbecue, Brewski's Competition Barbecue, Big Racks Barbecue, Golden Blue Barbecue, Hot Mess Barbecue, and shout out to Greg with Compete Barbecue Team. He rounded out the top 10. Looks like he had a great cook this past weekend. Moving over to, and this is effective, what's today's date, Zach? June 21st. June 21st. Thank you. Moving over to ribs, bourbon and blues took over the number one spot with a pretty commanding lead. They're at 1272 followed by poor boys barbecue at 1211. Norala, uh, third place followed by dog patch Q at fourth wrecking crew. Shout out to our good friend, Alan followed by Weez is grooving at six. Never heard of them, but uh, congratulations to Brian Weez Calhoun followed by sticks and stones. MRC barbecue, big racks barbecue, and gold and blue barbecue. Zach, it's so crazy seeing the team shakeups that we see every week. You know, if it's not the number one spot, it's the number three spot, number five spot, just all the changes that are happening. And it's neat to see those teams are traveling all over the place. They're not just cooking in their state, they're traveling four or five states away uh, to larger comps. And uh, it's paying good dividends for them as they, they climb the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really some big shakeups there. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, Greg, Greg with compete, he jumps into top 10. Uh, he's on a real hot streak. If you've been following him at all, uh, this season, he's been really doing well. I never uh, heard of him. Big so that's awesome. <laughs> uh, big racks jumps into the top 10. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you're seeing some real shakeups here in both categories. It's like I said, JP holding on to the, to the two top spots, but everything from two through 10, man, it's up for grabs. 
Yeah. And, you know, it was sad to see that Robert Jackson, I mean, he's only, I know he's only cooked like two cooks this year and he was in the top 10, but uh, he's not there anymore. I think he's like uh, 246 or something like that. Yeah. I heard he dropped Which serves off. him right. Yeah. It serves him right. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah. That guy. What do you think? Should we take a commercial break before we bring on the uh, the superstar for tonight? Yeah, let's take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors. And when we return, we will bring on today's guest, which is Robert Jackson of Swinal. Robert Jackson. We'll be right back. Twisted Steel Steak Appeal. Keep your 15 minutes. Give me something more. Be sure to check out our World Championship Rub Line for all your cooking needs at your local barbecue store. Find us on social media at Twisted Steel Steak Appeal today. Brevia and Brad Coulter smashed in the door of the barbecue world, winning the Elite Made for KC Barbecue Championship in June 2022. Since then, they have launched their line of sauces and rubs, and let me tell you, they will blow you away. You can find these products at American Fire Barbecue and Grilling Supply and Lee's Summit or on their social media at Smoke and Magic. So pick up a bottle of these rubs and sauces and sprinkle some magic onto your queue today. Welcome back, everybody, to Backyard Matters. Josh, our guest today is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Robert Jackson of Swinalicious Barbecue. Let's bring him on. Hey, guys. Hey, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. How are you all? I'm I'm kind of speechless now that I'm getting a chance to finally meet you and talk to you, man. This is He's starstruck. <laughs> Likewise, this is this is just awesome. This is awesome, Robert. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy man, but thank you for taking time to be on our little old podcast about backyard matters. Glad to be here, guys. Hey, I'm gonna drill you. I'm just gonna get right into it. I want to talk to you about ribs, man. So I, I, I want to just start. What do you cook on? I cook on Hunsakers. What's a Hunsaker? Huntsaker is a drum smoker. Okay. Um, they're made in Columbia, Missouri, just right down the road from me. Um, Mark and Ryan are great guys, and they, in my mind, I mean, I know everybody has different opinion, but in my mind, they put out one of the best drum smokers on the market right now. Sure. They are. They are fancy. You know what I like about them is they I, I've seen they they've done classes on just educating people on how to build those type of smokers. Have Absolutely. you done one of those classes yet, or? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did one back in February, I believe it was. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, you go in there and take class. They'll uh, show you where to drill the holes to mount everything, and you know, and the price of the class you get. Uh, a smooth side drum and the complete kit to build it and you walk away with the drum minus the paint about half the price wow now did you paint your drum or no yeah yep i had a friend of mine paint it okay what color did you go with i went with fireball red fire go fireball fireball robert is notorious for fireball let's just put that out there Let's just put that out there. The guy always has a bucket of fireball on hand at any given time. His blood type is 100 proof. 
fireball. And it's not the gas station fireball. It's the real fireball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Can't take Robert anywhere. So, Robert, you know, we're talking about, you know, Zach hit it on the head. We're going to talk about ribs. And you cook on a Huntsaker. How many racks ribs you do you uh, run whenever you do it? I do three racks of ribs. Um, there have been occasions where I did four, but it ha- would have to be a, a big comp like last year at the Invitational. I ran four racks, but most usually it's just three racks of ribs. Do you do that because you know when you're picking your ribs, you know what you're going to cook and you don't want to have to waste extra you know, rubs, sauces, foil, butter, or is it just less is more? Uh, less is more. I mean, I I like the way they fit on the drum. Okay. You know, I can make four fit easily, but I just I like the way the the three fit, and they uh, they treat me right most times. Okay. Do you cook we, Prairie Fresh or do you cook Compart or is there any particular brand that you is your go to for ribs? Prairie Fresh Primes. Primes. Okay. Okay, so you don't cook naturals. Nope. I cook primes. Okay. Yeah, most a lot of people are cooking naturals, I myself included. I think Hess, do you cook naturals? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Now, Robert, when you're you when you're naturals. cooking your primes, help us and pretend I'm a new guy or a new gal, right? Cooking. When you cut it down, how many bones do you leave in there? Is it nine? Is it ten? Is it eight? What's that look like for you? I'm usually at nine bones, um, depending on how that how the end is towards the more cartilage end. If I can get ten, I'll run ten, but usually it's it's nine bones. Okay. So why nine? Well, I cut that first rib off, and then. You know, it's just when you get down to the end and there's really no no bones there, then, you know, there's just really nothing there to cook. So it just really depends what's towards the end of the uh, the end that, you know, lacks the bones. So Sure. And, and when you're doing nine, I know obviously you're not trying to turn in nine from one rack, but are you more focused on, you know, bone three, four, five, six, seven? Or, or do you look at it like that? Or, or how do you look at that rack of ribs? So usually I, I know that the, the first bone um, is going to be a throwaway. Sure. And depending on how it goes, the second bone may not be any good. I, I usually try to look at the, the middle three to four bones um, to see how they are. I, uh, I prefer to get four bones out of a rack. But yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I've had... Times where I've gotten two bones out of three racks of ribs to turn in six ribs. Sure. Now, when you're doing that, I know you try your ribs. Getting into the weeds with this, right? So again, we're thinking about that that new cook. When when you're tasting, and I don't want you to share unless you want to tell us because we'll write it down. But like from your eyes, you when you wrap your ribs, are you tasting that? Are you tasting a difference? Is that making any decisions for you, or are you like, hey, look? This rib tastes great. I'm running it. Uh, basically, whenever I um, whenever I pull the ribs and I cut them, I uh, I will taste them to see where they're at and make decision there if you know if I like them to go in the box or not. 
Okay. It really has nothing to do with, you know, the the wrap juice or anything. I just, whenever I pull them out, I will sauce my bottom, um, cut them, flip them, and then I'll go from there to start picking out what looks good. And I'll taste it, and if I think it's good, then I'll move those to the top of my board and just kind of work my way through them until I get the ribs I want. Okay. And speaking about getting the ribs you want, you said you cook Prairie Fresh Primes. Where do you go to get those at? I go to Casey Grilling Company. Okay. That's where the bulk of my ribs are purchased from. I also um, will go to American Fire. Um, if the if the options aren't there at Casey Grilling Company. Okay, but, not on American yeah, Fire. Those are, those are usually my two uh, stores I hit up. And could I ask, and again, you know, what do you look for when you're looking at primes, naturals, whatever? What are you looking for when you're selecting those ribs? Because they're frozen, aren't they? The ones from um, Casey Grilling Company are frozen. Okay. Um, you can get the fresh ones from American Fire. Okay. They also they also do have the frozen ones, but basically what I'm looking at, like whenever I'm at Casey Grilling Company, um, really it's really hard to tell on the straightness of the bones. Right. So I I really focus on the thickness of the rib. Okay. And I also look at you can you can tell a difference when you look at the rib and when it's you know when it's frozen anyway um the color difference you can see like a a brighter red or like a dull red and then of course you your um the uh the fat content in the the rib the marbling of it you know i look for the thickness how well it's marbled and i i prefer to get ribs that are more red in sure. color as opposed to like a, a pale color. Now saying that I, I've cooked both and really haven't noticed a huge difference, but that's just kind of what I look for. Okay. Now when you're looking, you, you spoke about marbling, right? And, and for our listeners that maybe are new to that, what does that mean when you're looking at marbling? Are you looking for a bunch of white stuff all over the ribs? Or are you looking for vein? What, what are you looking for? Yeah. So on the marbling, you know, I look at, little fat striations kind of look like for lack of better terms like spider webs i guess um you just see the the white the white markings throughout the the meat um i i try to uh stay away from ones that i see that has like big fat pockets on stop on top sure um i mean you can you can trim through those and you know you just have to be careful not getting too far into the meat and getting to that bone because you know you get you get down cut down too deep then you know you're gonna really sacrifice that rib okay well great well zach what do you think should we take a commercial break here from our awesome sponsors and we'll get back to uh get back to ribs Absolutely. So we're going to take another quick commercial break here. And on the other side of it, we're going to continue today's conversation with Robert Jackson of Swinolicious on competition ribs. We'll be right back. 
Barbecue is about both science and art. To leave your mark, you need to share your art. Since 2020, Mad Meat Barbecue has provided championship winning rubs and sauces for all your competition and backyard cooking needs. Their new paltry primer has taken the barbecue world by storm and changed the game. So become a member of the winner's circle by checking out these great products at therealmanmeatbarbecue.com. And don't forget to hit it with Homestyle. Susie Bullock founded Hay Grill Hay in 2015 with one goal in mind, to make you a backyard hero. Susie and her husband Todd run a family-owned business that includes a line of signature barbecue rubs, sauces, and gadgets. Check them out on all things social at Hay Grill Hay or their website for your shopping needs at haygrillhay.com. Become a member of the Grill Squad today. Welcome back, everybody, to Backyard Matters. So, Robert, I got a couple questions for you, and this is on more of the trimming aspect of ribs. So, are you one to completely remove the membrane on the back of the ribs? Do you do uh, scoring? Do you kind of do the uh, Brad Leiniger hybrid where he takes off uh, part of the membrane but leaves on uh, the top half of the membrane to to keep blowouts from happening? You know, what's what's your process for the backside of the ribs. I tend to take the whole membrane off. Um, I have done it where I uh, left the top part to try to keep from blowing out ribs. I Last year, I had a really bad problem with uh, my ribs blowing out. But I, I don't know if it was so much the the membrane on there or just maybe having too much liquid in my wrap. Um, but I, more times than not, I'll remove that whole membrane. If I'm pulling it and a little bit stays on top, I don't, you know, I don't really focus on that. I just let it go. And another question in regards to trimming. So you talked about how many bones you leave on the rack Let's look at the opposite side of the rack. Okay, so opposite the bone side, you've got the cartilage side. Now, some people will come down and maybe take an eighth to a quarter of an inch off, you know, uh, to kind of even that up. Do you do that or do you just let that run however it may uh, in your comp trim? Or what do you do on that aspect of, of rib trimming? So what I do is I'll, I'll take that first bone off and then I'll, you know, count my bones down to nine or ten and i'll cut the other end off when it comes to um the top part of it i usually count count into about the third bone usually whatever the the tallest one is is where i will take my knife and um score down the top of it and make it you know just straight across on that top but i usually come down to that top bone and um, that's where I cut it at. So some of the bones will have some cartilage left on top. Yeah, it's all, all about creating that uniformity and trying to get the all the ribs the same length. Because, you know, when you turn them in, you want them to all be presenting as as even as possible for those presentation scores. Yep. So so we got through. You, you've trimmed your ribs. You, you've figured out the bones. you figure out the brand. you figure that out. Do you inject your ribs? Yes, I do. What do you use? You don't have to what tell I us. Use? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's it's not for me. It's for the new cooks, Robert. Seriously, I'm not taking he's, notes. He's lying. 
whenever he's rolling. I really don't care. I mean, I I use the answer. uh, Brian on mine is what I use in my ribs. Me too. But I put water in mine. Maybe some maple syrup. (laughs) Yeah. I put some maple syrup in mine. I may do do the same. I might put some blues hog in mine too, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, I don't know if if I've ever tried that. I may have to. You should. You should. And I'm not going to lie. I put a cap full of W sauce in mine as well for my injection. Do you really? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. Okay. I don't know if I quite believe you, but okay. Dude. Dude. Oh, yeah, I always beat you at ribs. So, yeah, maybe you should take some notes, Zach. Although you did win that one Uh, time at ribs. You did win. Hey, Zach did win one time at ribs. It was blind judging. Stevie Winter was one of the judges, but, you know, whatever. Apparently his taste buds worked. Because, His uh, taste buds work just fine. I, Because I, I remember paddling your ass good and proper at that one. Yeah, that one time. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, I do use W yeah. sauce. I do. But, you know, the maple syrup. Do you use maple syrup or no? What do you use, Robert? Yeah, I put maple syrup in it. I use the spicy. The, um, oh gosh, I can go in my fridge and grab it. But I use the spicy maple for my rib injection. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference. But, uh, you know, let's shake it up a little bit. Now, do you inject the night before? Do you inject morning of? What's that look like for you? I'm injecting the night before. Okay. Usually seven, eight o'clock, just depending on when the turn ins are. You know, backyard we kind of float. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I will adjust somewhat, but I'm not going to change a whole lot if my uh, if the turn ends at eleven o'clock compared to three o'clock. So. I'm not gonna stay up to one o'clock Makes in the morning sense. to get my ribs. Will you in, will you inject you on know, the backside or do you go on like some people will go on either end and they'll go straight into the meat? Uh do you I see any tend, difference on that? I tend to go in uh, between the bones. Like if it's laying flat, I will uh go in between the two bones at you know at a right angle, and I will go down through the bones, I'll flip it around, and I'll do the other side of it. Okay. You know, needle, when it comes to injection... Is, you know, it's hard for me to go in top of the ribs because, you know, I use a bigger needle with two, uh, two exit ports, so... Okay. I can't tell a difference, and it might just be me, and I might be just wrong... But I can't tell a difference if I inject the night before versus if I inject the morning of. Can you guys tell a difference? Can you tell a difference? Honestly. I can. Can you? Yeah. Well, you're Robert. You're a rib stud. Well, I, I actually did a, a test cook Monday, and I injected my ribs. I, I did it where, you know, we would have dinner, so... I moved my timeline back for uh, 5 and 5.30 turn in, but I injected my ribs that morning at, I don't know, probably 10 o'clock, yeah. 9 o'clock, something like that. And I 
I really couldn't tell a difference. I really didn't tell a huge difference, but yeah, I mean, it's also been since uh, April since I did a cook, so. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I appreciate injection. Um, I do when I do it, you know, whether I think I have great marble or not, I'm still going to inject the ribs. I just, I didn't know what you thought. You're a great rib cook and Zach is a great rib cook as well. I just didn't know what you guys thought about that. So from there you inject them, right? Say it's night before you injected it and you wake up. How soon are you putting your rub on? Are you doing it like right before the cook? Or are you doing it based off humidity off weather? Is it warm? Is it cold? What's that look like? Typically, I will, uh, whenever I light my drum, which is about an hour and a half before ribs go on, yeah, that is that is when I will apply my rub. So okay. I'll bring it out, I'll do the bone side, I'll let it set for 20, 30 minutes, whatever it may be, and I will adjust, and you know, for the heat and stuff, but, you know, I do the bone side. I'll let it set for 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to, for that really to, to wet up. And then I'll flip and uh, rub the presentation side. Okay. So you do backside first, give it time, flip it over. Then you're doing the top side, the meat side, if you will. Yeah. Now, are you pretty liberal with your rubs or are you like, no, I want them to taste some meat or how's that work? You don't got to tell us what rubs you use. I know you use JDQ, but you know, <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. But what do you, what do you use? Not, not what do you use, but what do you do? Is it heavy? Is it light? What's that look like? Well, the, the first, uh, three rubs I put on, they're, uh, fairly light. Um, I will get a little bit heavier towards the end on on my last layer. I I, I tend to go probably heavier than most people. Um, a, lo a lot of people and some classes I took said, you know, they they still like to see the meat through the rub. And yeah. I, I, I tend not to see the meat whenever I get done. <laughs> well, it's one bite barbecue, right? I mean, they're not going to eat four of your ribs. They're eating a bite, maybe two bites of your ribs. So you got to get sense. that color. You got to yeah. get that color on that top layer. Right. I mean, like if you if you go so light on that top layer, uh, you're not going to get the color you want. It's not going to get that mahogany color. And so, yeah, you always go, tend to go, maybe should go a little heavier on at least on that top rub. That's a good point. Really good point. Well, Robert, hey, before we jump into the awesome sauce you use, I'd love to hear a message from our sponsors. And then we're going to get into saucing and cooking. At a young age, Nick Davis dreamed of owning a barbecue restaurant. Fast forward to today, and Nick has made that dream a reality. Located in beautiful Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Nick and his team at Double Barrel Barbecue serve up delicious smoked meats on a daily basis. So stop by their restaurant located at 2028 Mahaney Avenue in Tahlequah and get you some championship cue.
Supporting small business and shopping local and American Fire Barbecue and Grilling Supply means you're not just a customer, you're family. This family-run business is dedicated to providing exceptional customer service and amazing products for barbecue lovers of all levels. Not only does shopping local support small businesses, it also strengthens the local community. Head on over to American Fire Barbecue in Lee Summit, Missouri for the best barbecue grilling products around. And yes, we have shipping available. Be sure to check out our website at AmericanFireBarbecue.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Backyard Matters, finishing up today's conversation with Robert Jackson. So, Hess, you had a question before we cut to commercial here for Robert on ribs. Oh, so you've got the rev on, right? You're sweating it out. You're putting it on the drum. I get your timeline. Everyone's got their own timeline. We know we're wrapping off color. We, we get that. But when you're doing your sauce... Right, so we're at that point in the process. We're doing the sauce. Are you warming your sauce up? Is the sauce cold? Are you tasting your sauce? What's that look like? Uh, we warm the sauce up. Um, depending on how it goes, sometimes it goes in a pan and sets on top of the smoker. Then inside the smoker, sometimes we'll heat it up. But basically, I we're you know heating it up to. Temperature-wise, 160s, I, yeah. I really, I'm just kind of looking for how well, um, like when I stick a spoon in it to stir it up and pull it out to see how, how it coats the spoon. I want it to run off but still, you know, coat it. Do you brush or do you dunk your ribs? That seems to be a hot topic lately. Um, I brush. I okay. knew you did. You got that awesome I beard. I didn't. I didn't know he did it. Oh, yeah. I figured he dunked. I figured he dunked. No, if you have a beard, you brush. That's what it is, Zach. It's science. Is there a certain type of brush you use? Or it doesn't matter. You just brush it. I have a, a silicone brush. I mean, I, I you did. probably something off Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I like the ones that they give out at contests. I just use those brushes, and they're silicone, and it does make a difference. You're right. And when you're letting your ribs set, right, because we're at that point in the process, right, so you got your ribs are cooked, you're putting the sauce on there. Are you slicing, brushing, dunking, and then do you put some pellets in there and let the smoke set on the sauce, or how does that work for you? No, so whenever I pull my, pull my ribs out of the wrap to cut, I will uh, sauce the bone side. I will put my finishing dust on it. Oh, yeah. I will slice bone side up. I flip the ribs, and then I will sauce the, the tops, taste them. And then once I get my ribs on, they go on um, on a pizza sheet onto yeah. the smoker. I, I don't use any type of wood pellets when I put them on. I just set them back on the smoker for three to seven minutes, depending, just to set the sauce. And Now, when you build your box, are you a six-bone guy, eight-bone guy? Are you a you know a stud? Are you a ten-bone guy? What's, what's that look like? Or is it, hey, the best ribs, the best tasting ribs are getting put in? How does that work for you? I put my best ribs in. Okay. If it's six, 
that's what the judges get. Sure. Um, I've never been good enough, I guess, to uh, go five across, you know, so a 10-bone box. But I I prefer a eight-bone box, four yeah. and four. But, you know, if the ribs aren't there, then, you know, they just aren't there. And I, you know, you have to have six bones in the box. But I I don't recall who it was at um, Booby Q last year in Oak Grove. I was talking to him, and he asked me how many good bones you needed to go in a box. And I said six, and he said no. You need five good bones. True. You need six in the box, but you need five good. I mean, because that your low score is going to get kicked out. So, but yeah, I, I I put my best ones in, and you know, I guess if you only have five really good bones and one not so good, then that's where you're at. But your, now, with your, your thoughts, okay, go ahead, Josh. No, no, you're good, Zach. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? And this is just more from a purely aesthetic presentation standpoint on turn-ins. What are your thoughts on doing a straight six for your turn-in? Or you've been seeing it a lot this season in particular, doing a five and your one show rib. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it looks better doing straight, straight six straight across or a five and a show than Agreed. three on three. But... It also really depends on where those six bones are coming from. If you're lucky enough to get six bones from one rack of ribs, then yeah, run six across. But, you know, in sometimes in the game of barbecue, you have to uh, fudge. And by that, I mean, you know, so you get your six bones. Sometimes you, if you have longer ones, you have to hide them if they're a little bit longer than everything else. So just try to line them up the best way it looks. Yeah, I yeah, just didn't know what your take point. was on that. I just Because you're seeing a lot of, and Josh, you can back me up on this. I've been seeing a lot of the posts on social media with the five and one. Well, I've had to do it the past, I don't know, two or three comps. Uh, I just, and it's probably just my own insecurity, but I've only turned in six ribs with five and then a show rib and uh, mm -hmm. a couple times it's done me. Okay. A couple times, you know, I probably should turn in an eight just to, uh, you know, increase the chances, I guess. But Robert, wh what are you a kale guy? Are you, wh what do you use for your boxes? Yeah, we use kale. Now do you use the duck fat? Do you spray the duck fat to make the kale look fancy or? Um, I had yeah. not until oh. recently. Um, and it's more, I have Pam, so that's what I use. But to that, I don't always remember it, so. Wait, I thought your wife's name was Amanda, not Pam. Oh, she's a secret. <laughs> Yahtzee, don't tell anyone. Isn't it amazing what duck fat does or Pam does when you spray the kale? Yeah, it really brightens that up. I mean, yeah, that green really changes a lot. And, you know, it, it doesn't change the taste, but from a judging overall perspective, it just looks better and it could help you. Right, Robert, before we, before we let you run today, you got any sponsors you want to shout out before we, um, before we end the episode today? Yeah. Um, so at JDQ, 
if you haven't tried it, you, I don't know where you've been. They his uh, spicy with American royal best rub on the planet. Uh, man meat. They have a phenomenal line of rubs and sauces. Shout, Shout out to, out to man meat. They're one of our show sponsors. Awesome stuff. Including the poultry primer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And Zach tells me about that all the time. It's a new game changer. It's yeah. absolutely right. the new game changer. Yeah, I love all this stuff. And the other one is just a, a little local um, company, Sticky Pig. Oh, Sticky yeah, Pig is so home. good. <laughs> they're out of my hometown of Centralia. Um, I know the owners, and, you know, they have one rub and, you know, like four or five different sauces. And they uh, good stuff. I remember. When we, remember, I sent you the picture whenever I found it at Deerberg's. Yes. Yeah, you got all mad. You're like, don't use my secret sauce. I was like, my bad. But I used it anyways, and then I beat you in Tahlequah. Yeah, <laughs> Sticky Pig is pretty good. Robert, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Facebook. It's a uh, Swine Delicious Competition Barbecue Team. Um. I have an Instagram, but I never post on it. Oh, dude, come on. Get on the gram. You're terrible at it. I never see you on there. Get on the gram. I need to get better at that, but I am on Instagram. It's just Swinalicious. Do you have the TikTok? No TikTok here. No TikTok. But the Twitter. Nope, no Twitter. Yeah, you're not missing anything. You're right. Well, okay. Good talk on the competition ribs. Well, Robert, we really do appreciate you coming on the show today, and we'll uh, we'll see you here soon. I'll see you here in a couple weeks in uh, in Cameron. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. All right, thank you so much, Robert. Really good stuff from an excellent rib cook. Today, I took Josh. several notes. I, I did. I wrote down several things. I know you. I did. sent him a couple messages. I'm like, hey, so seriously, what rubs do you use? Yana's ribs, because I ever I go with, I got lucky one time, Zach. If I'm being honest, one time, and that was in Tahlequah, and I, you know, I paid the judges and I beat him. But other than that, everywhere I go, he always beats me. It's true. He beats a lot of people, and yeah. I know just how well I know you that you have no shame on no. shigging, ripping people no. off, uh, highway robbery to get any kind of edge you can. To like I said, paying off judges like you did in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to help other can. other cooks. You know, I'm just here to help other people. Let's be honest, man. You yeah. know, it's my game. Yeah, yeah. You're helping them by taking their money. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am sponsored. You're right. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. You got anything for the audience before we run today? No, I just you know thank you everyone for listening you know it's so encouraging when we look at the show numbers and see the growth you know every week we have a it's about what 140 plus new listeners every week on -hmm. the podcast so we we appreciate your time your support and your uh your belief in what we're doing um we have a lot of things to come we're excited for the people interviewing we're very grateful for the sponsors that we have and uh, we just look forward to getting the opportunity to cook with you out there. And uh, we wish you the best of luck this weekend if you're competing. Yeah, absolutely. No, 
Josh is right. Like I said, we've been seeing a weekly increase in the numbers. We have some exciting content coming up here in the next month or so. I know we're going to be, a lot of us are going to be at Osceola and I know we plan on doing some live content. Oh yeah. Uh, and some, some shows, some round tables from, from Osceola because we're going to have a lot of really diverse guests there. The Southern guys and Mid-Atlantic guys are going to be there. Midwest guys, of course, it's going to be a really fun one. We'll be there for a few days and we are planning on um, doing some content for most of us. So if you are there and you're, you see us at Cameron or Butler or wherever we've got coming up, please do stop by and talk to us. We'd be happy to, to chat with you guys and answer any questions you have. And of course, like Josh said, we do appreciate your continued support for the show. Yes, sir. This has been another episode of Backyard Matters. I am Zach Daughtry of Breaking Slabs Barbecue, joined as always by Josh Hess of Hess Hogs 4. Thank you guys so much for listening, and always remember that Backyard Matters. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Backyard Matters. Episodes release Wednesdays at noon, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our website at backyardmatters.org for merchandise, social media, sponsor links, and more. Backyard Matters is proudly presented by American Fire Barbecue and Grilling Supply, Hey Grill Hey, Flaps 20 Sauces and Rubs, Weekend Bomb Barbecue, Man Meat Barbecue, Double Barrel Barbecue, Addicted to the Q, Smokin' Magic, Trauma Hogs Barbecue, Cordy Meat Processing, and Twisted Steel Steak Appeal. Thanks for listening, and always remember, Backyard Matters.